Hello, Yanis. Today we are in Thessaloniki, so it's very much pleasure for me to meet you here. How are you? I'm fine, and it is nice. Thessaloniki I know very well, although I was born in Athens, but uh, it's a nice place. Once I saw your interview where you said the company was established in 2011, but for five years it didn't really exist. Could you please give us more details? The, uh, the decision of the government those times, it was uh, to manage that directly by the ministry and this is why the company was set up but uh, it stayed a little bit um, frozen I mean on the side until uh, November 2016. Why was it frozen? Oh I think because the um, the desire of the uh, the government at that time was uh, to manage that through the ministry structure directly that uh, I think it was not very successful because uh, there was no business language on uh, whatever uh, was done uh, uh, during these years from 11 to uh, 2016. And I know that other companies have controlled oil and gas exploration before Hellenic Hydrocarbon Resources Management Company was started, am I right? Yeah, there was a state company that um, had all this responsibility to find oil and gas. So this state company, I think, was dissolved in uh, 1999. And from that time, part of, uh, of the interest and activities of this company went to, uh, uh, to private investors who um, uh, created another company. And so it was uh, merged. Uh, but um, there was no success because uh, for so many years, there was no real discovery. Uh, there was no production. Your company approach with the previous one. So you said the previous one was not so much successful. But what changed that your company bring more benefit? A regulator is uh, a company that represents the state. Uh, the state is 100% shareholder. HHRM, it is a regulator. So uh, it is not a state company in the sense that they do exploration for their own, they invest, etc., etc. They do not drill. It is a private company. We have our annual meetings of the shareholders and they decide how they will distribute the dividend. This dividend goes to the country. Our job is to have the same language as the industry and so things can go easier and faster when you deal with the private companies. They explore and they produce in Greece. And uh, our job is uh, to negotiate with the companies, uh, to um, uh, prepare the uh, uh, international tenders if there is a round, a bid round, uh, to negotiate with the companies, uh, to evaluate the technical and financial capacity of the company, then uh, give all of these conclusions to the minister and um, uh, have the agreement of the ministry and the minister so that we can go to further steps. So um, uh, it means uh, ratification, preparation of the ratification by the parliament of new leases because it is only the lease agreement uh, option that is valid in Greece. And, uh, and then we follow the commitments of the companies and uh, uh, for the exploration period, for the production period, um, we um, receive, we collect the proceeds. Could you please tell me how the decisions are taking place? Is it you who is the final decision maker for some uh, new contracts or new opportunities in the company or is the government? The final decision, it is the ministry for essential issues like not only the ministry, the parliament. Mm -hmm. For instance, when everything is, is okay, uh, prepared uh, and uh, submitted uh, for a new lease agreement, uh, it goes to the parliament. So it is the parliament that will vote yes or no 
I think it is obvious that it can be, it can be only yes, and then it becomes a law. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the procedure, and I think it is a very good procedure because uh, it is clear and cut. Mm -hmm. And was there any situations when your opinion as a company head was different from the government? There is no real problem because uh, on these issues, consensus it is the most important thing. And uh, as far as you represent the understanding of the industry, you know how to bring that to the administrative part. And I don't think I can tell you that uh, I faced in these uh, two years and a half, almost three years, I faced the difficulty. When you come to the company, it was very few people there, am I right? Nobody. And uh, now we are 20 people, 21 people. We don't go, we don't want to become 100. Because when you have 100, you have what? People are scared to take responsibility. And that brings, drives to bureaucracy. Why? Because when you have a lot of people, you have an overlap. And this overlap, it is maybe 20%. So something that someone can do, another one can do. So for this common area, which is the overlap, there is uh, an escalation of difficulty. So when it is easy, one of the two people, because it is human, will prefer to do the easy part of this 20 overlap. And the difficult, let's do the other one. So then you start to have people that are scared or they prefer the easy stuff. And then you have what? You have bureaucracy. So these 20 people that we have, who we have, each one has a professional profile and can cover 100% his job. First steps, what you did to achieve the company and the success it's given for now? Oh, it was a difficult time. It is the first time I came back in Greece to work. I never worked in Greece. Uh, I was out for 40 years and there are several reasons that, uh, that drove me to come back. Uh, especially, especially because when you arrive at the uh, not end of your career, but you want to complete your career, knowing the service part, uh, the, uh, the exploration production part of companies, uh, and uh, you don't know the administrative part. And that was the reason. And I came back in Athens where I was born. So um, I'm amazed now by Athens because it is so beautiful. So many things changed there. Continue to talk about your company. Uh, what are the plans of the company for the future? We approach uh, the, the time of uh, uh, important geophysical uh, work and results that will drive to drilling. So drilling decisions by the companies uh, means that um, uh, supervision of the drilling operations from us becomes important. So until now, we set up this profile that is exploration-oriented mainly. Now we develop the drilling and production because uh, among these drilling operations, there are some uh, successful for sure. They will become successful. And then the next step will be production, development, and, uh, and, and transportation. So progressively, we now set up the second part of the company that will be another if you want, sector that will have to do with um, the most operational issues like uh, drilling, production and transportation. Maybe 20 more people. Uh -huh. So 24 exploration issues and 24 operations. In three more years, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I see. And what are the main projects company developing for this particular moment? 
we have in Western Greece two exploration wells, no, one exploration well and one production well, uh, offshore and onshore. If these are successful, from next year we may have some production in Western Greece, because until now there is some production Eastern Greece, Northeastern Greece, in Kavala, the Prinos field. Uh, and this is very important. I mean, having the other side of the country, having production too. So this and, and a big exploration well that uh, should um, be done uh, during the next year. Uh, after that, uh, the big consortia of uh, exploration with big companies, international companies, they will complete, in the next three years, they will complete complete the geophysical research and they will take the decision uh, if uh, they go further. We can push so that we enter in the next phase of three years that will be um, decisive for, uh, for drilling. From the Ionian, mm -hmm. if, you, if you want close to Corfu, when you go down to uh, Peloponnesus, Crete, mm -hmm. and, and south of Crete, uh, what is changing is uh, that uh, the water depth increases. So, um, uh, and it is obvious that uh, also for, for the private sector, they will prefer, and they have less risk, uh, technological to drill in areas where the water depth is 1,000 meters rather than 3,000 meters. Mm -hmm. So progressively, uh, the evolution of exploration uh, will start from north, which is true, and will go um, south and uh, even south of, Cre of Crete. Geologically, we have much, much more chances at the northern part, which is shallower in water, uh, to find oil. And as you go down and uh, you go to other geological environments where the water depth also it is uh, important, you have more chances to find gas. But we are interested a lot about the southern part because uh, the structures are big and uh, uh, the chances to have gas are more important. And so we enter in the same uh, play framework with what we have further east in Cyprus and Israel and uh, Egypt. Yes, because some people say that for now, East Mediterranean presses the upstream button. So all the region is actively developing yeah. some projects, am I right? And we are part of the game. Yes, no. and could you please tell me what is the role of Greece? How do you estimate the role of Greece for this East Mediterranean uh, situation? Very simple. You have in your mind the, the map of the Mediterranean? It's a big lake, huge. Eh? The, uh, the one side uh, opens to the Atlantic Ocean and then Suez that goes to the Indian Ocean. So uh, imagine, I mean, try to figure where Greece is. It's somewhere in the middle. Not only that, I would say that uh, Greece in the Mediterranean region, it is the westernmost part of Eastern Mediterranean and the easternmost part of Western Mediterranean. Already, geopolitically, strategically, it is very important because what you have west, you have uh, the Western Europe uh, that is more structured, economically uh, more solid, etc., etc., and uh, what you have to the east, you have uh, this southeast Mediterranean where uh, you have all the exploration and production. Don't forget that as you go west of Greece, 
exploration is not allowed now. Uh, because uh, in the, uh, as I said, the area, uh, southeastern area, uh, the discoveries were gas in geological structures with a specific geological model that was uh, um, uh, the, we say the carbonate environments. Uh, it is exactly what we have south of Crete, west of Crete, and uh, in almost all the Ionian Sea. So geologically, it fits, it's the same. Um, geographically, we explained before, uh, I said before, uh, what Greece represents. So all the parameters, all the factors, positive factors are here, so that the industry will try, international industry, will try to find gas and oil in the area, because it is a continuation. Uh, if there are discoveries, because the structures west of Crete and south of Crete are huge, uh, it will be, uh, it will be uh, reserves uh, at the range of uh, 500 million barrels, exploitable, that is uh, in equivalent terms, 3 TCF. To tell you the truth, 3 TCF, it is, um, it is, uh, the, um, it is the limit. Uh, if you don't have 3 TCF in an area, you will not spend money as industry to develop. So it has to be big. And uh, this is the difficulty for several structures southeast Mediterranean that it is at the edge, the limit of three, and the industry, they don't want to put money to develop something that will not provide them easy to amortize. Why these benchmarks? Could you please explain us why it is the minimum? Because, uh, um, you know, it is, it is related also to the LNG business that is developing more and more. Um, to build an LNG uh, factory, facility, it cost a basic one, three billion. Mm. Um, then, which is big money. And uh, uh, you have to have uh, this, this kind of volumes arriving to the facility so that uh, it becomes liquefied. If not, it is not, uh, it is not economically, it is not acceptable. Uh, then um, don't forget that this area, it is a frontier area. I mean, for the oilers, as we say, the oil and gas companies, and especially for the financial guys of, uh, of these companies, um, they consider that um, uh, we don't have sufficient reserves so that uh, the cost of the development is effective. And they need to increase the reserves, double the reserves before they spend money to develop all these facilities. And the economy says uh, that uh, it is uh, something like, uh, like that kind of structures, 500 million barrels or uh, 3 trillion cubic feet of gas. Um, and this is why uh, until now we did not uh, see any important step on the development in the southeast Mediterranean, except for Zor, that is big. And so uh, the uh, cost of development of pipelines they will bring to uh, Egypt for the LNG uh, process, uh, it, it was a cost that could be covered by the volumes. But uh, for all the other, all the other fields uh, discovered um, in, uh, in Cyprus, for instance, uh, 
uh, are small in the sense that uh, um, the development cost it is very important. The process there, the project there, in, and it will be done, that in a couple of years uh, or three years, there will be three or four more discoveries by the consortia, then the volumes will be satisfactory. Uh, you know, in, in our business, uh, we work a lot with uh, also with probabilities. So um, uh, when you explore, and we have three important points for the probabilities on something that may happen, you have the probability at 90%, the probability at 50%, and the probability at 10%. So when you initiate something, just an idea, and you will go to sell that to your management as a, in, in a company, uh, you present the big picture. The big picture is, picture is uh, well, 10% probability to be that. But if it is that, it is big, huge. When you arrive then uh, to the exploration stage, because it was agreed, okay, you have the green light, we go for exploration in this area. Then the exploration is, they work on 50% probability. And uh, as you discover something, and then it goes to the decision of the financial guys, they say, hey, come on, me, I need 90% security probability of success. When you need something more secure, you decrease the volume to be sure that at least you have that. And this is why in this area we need, we need more discoveries. It is not yet a declared gas province. It is going to be like that in two or three years. What are the most interesting places for you to visit, the, the favorite ones? Oh, interesting places are, uh, for, instance, uh, for instance, Madagascar, uh, Mauritania. Mm, I mean, exciting places in, in the sense that it is not the tourist sites. Uh, Congo, Kinshasa, mm -hmm. the forest, the Amazon. How to get the most of, out of traveling? Go to um, where the people live. Not only you know the restaurants and the hotels, because there you will have something that you have everywhere else in your life. Uh, try to feel uh, how is the culture of uh, the people. Where do they live? Where do they eat? How do they dance? How do they laugh? Uh, because if not, it will be very, very conventional on these big hotels. And uh, yeah, it is true that the people who, um, who are in the business they mostly um, uh, stay on, on, on this environment that they can find in their own place also. That's good advice, yeah. I agree yeah. with you. What was your most interesting trip in your life? It was Antarctica. I was doing research in the Indian Ocean. Uh, and the second time it was, uh, I decided to go vacation on that with family. What is the most bright impression from that trip? Uh, Christmas time, 25 degrees Celsius with a t-shirt. And do you remember any ridiculous thing happening to you during your traveling? I, I found myself with, uh, with um, not even sneakers and, uh, and, uh, and the shorts. Uh, everything was lost from uh, Cayenne, French Guyana, Miami. And uh, I was looking for my luggages and nothing was there. So next day I had to talk uh, in, in uh, I don't remember which conference in Houston, and I had to buy everything because I had nothing. And in fact, uh, the, 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 the luggage arrived uh, the day I was leaving from Houston to Paris. 
You know, when I was talking to Hellenic Petroleum Yanis Grigoriou, he told me that the, you are in the region expecting to find a lot of zoar fields. This is the point of view of the company. As we said, uh, they have a target. They need to have the agreement of the governance of the, the company so that they can continue, develop, explore, have the budget for that. Our job is to control if they do the work good because uh, we are the state and we want to be sure that uh, if you give the rights to someone, uh, they will follow the commitments and there will be success, not spending time. So this is the important, uh, uh, if you want, difference between a private company and the regulator. Now, uh, it means that, uh, yes, we believe as to with our teams because we do the technical job in order to know what kind of discussions and control we apply to the private companies. So the structures, as I told you, are big, and uh, it is yeah, it is at the uh, at the range of Zor, maybe two or three of those, maybe more. Uh, we identified more than sixteen, maybe twenty in total, twenty-five structures. Uh, in the entire, and I, I'll, show that, I'll show that during the presentation tomorrow. Uh, and all of these structures uh, are structures that uh, have similarities with what we have uh, in Zor, uh, which is Egypt, uh, Calypso, uh, Glavkos, uh, and Onesiphorus that we have in, uh, we have in Cyprus. Uh, some of those resemble to Aphrodite, Aphrodite and Leviathan, it is something else. It is not the same kind of structures, but we have both these models, and this is why it is important. Now, uh, how many? It can be zero. It can be five among these at uh, 26, or, or it can be 10. But we don't know because uh, a well to be drilled in these areas, and especially when you go down south, it will require more than 100 million euros. And this 100 million euros, it is not a great company they will put, it is not a single company. This is why companies, international, they get in consortium. So this consortia, they can share what? The technological risk and the economical risk. The problem is, is it exploitable or not? You need to have these volumes which will allow to the investor to say, yes, I will put money to develop that and sell and share with the country. The big groups around the world, because are big, international, every year they choose, let's say 10 to make it simple, 10 projects for which they will spend time and budget of exploration they know that it will take them 10 years. They know that even if there are discoveries, for some of those, they will drop them out, down because it is not economical. economical. What they want is to have 20% success on that among 10. This is the famous law of Pareto. If the 20%, two among 10 work, it will pay for the other eight and it will make profit also. So this is the way they do. It is not a decision of one year. It is 10 years scale, these decisions. 
in this follow-up. So, um, if the discoveries that will be done in the next years in this uh, uh, trend uh, from north to south, western Greece, if the discoveries are economically good, will guide to production. If not, the industry will say, I keep it out because I cannot make money. That's the way it works. Okay, and you said that this big consortium of ExxonMobil, Total and Hellenic Petroleum, they already uh, started to think how to develop these very, very deep water, am I right? And they are already thinking of technologies, how <laughs> to do it. And as I understood, they are developing the new technologies themselves, am I right? Yeah, uh, today it is uh, very common to drill at uh, 2,500 meters of water depth. The problem is not to penetrate the rock. The problem is uh, the water depth because um, uh, more water, uh, it means more currents. It means uh, more pressure with variations of pressure. Uh, you know, in, in, in two kilometers of water, you may have uh, uh, surface currents, you have bottom currents, but in the middle, you may have every 500 meters currents that are not the same direction. More you go down deep in water, and in general uh, down, uh, you increase the load, the weight of your tubes and all the equipment. So they're trying to find alloys. Uh, they tried with aluminum, but it, it cannot resist to high pressures. So for 2,500 meters, there is no problem. But as you go to 3,000 meters of water, uh, it becomes, uh, it becomes uh, uh, quite difficult. So you, it, it requires this new technology that is applied already for 3,000 meters. There is production at 3,000 meters of water depth in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, there, is a, there is a pipeline in, in the Black Sea that was set to 3,000 meters of 3,100 meters of water depth in 2011. But in our case, there are some parts very interesting with structures interesting, as we said before, uh, at 3,500 meters. Technology goes very fast and the industry, they're looking to do that. So uh, I would say more money is spent on that kind of, uh, of research rather than the space research. Uh, and uh, it goes very fast. So the three years of uh, geophysical and general work that is done during the first phase of exploration uh, will allow to arrive uh, there already in Uruguay uh, the wells drilled at 3,400 meters by consortium. Why not to take that equipment like in Uruguay? Why to do the new one? As uh, the demand for gas uh, will increase, uh, the areas uh, that we call uh, ultra-deep water areas uh, have a lot of potential, so become very important. And now, for instance, uh, these areas provide maybe something like 5 million barrels a day equivalent that can be gas, but we always calculate in, in equivalent barrels. So 5 million barrels, it comes now from this kind of environments. Uh, in 2040, it will go from 5 million barrels a day to the international market to 20 million barrels a day. So uh, it is obvious that um, when you're in the business, 
you develop the technology that will allow you to satisfy these projections we have, you have because uh, uh, the globe will require uh, more and more gas, and especially because uh, lignite and coal is reduced, and because uh, oil also is reduced for the transportation, the alternative um, energies, uh, the renewables, will provide maybe 20% for the transportation and, and, and light. So gas is uh, the most important for the next 30 years. It is evident that Europe wants to reduce its dependence, I mean, on gas from Russia. Yeah. Am I right? And that's why it's easy to see that a lot of pipelines projects is happening in the region as well. What can you say about these pipeline projects? There is um, a general project to um, have uh, uh, a lot of uh, supply routes from east to west. And uh, compared to what uh, until now was, that mainly was from north to south. Uh, I understand, and it is logical for Europe especially, uh, that they want to diversify the supply routes because that means more, uh, more security. You prefer to go to a mall because you have a lot of, uh, lot of shops and you can, um, you can choose, uh, you can compare the prices and you have an independence and also, also the, the, the design, the design can change, etc., etc. So I understand absolutely and uh, when you're in the business side, this is what you do. You never put all your eggs in one basket or two baskets. It is obvious. If you don't do that in your life, there is something wrong with you. So um, now, technically, because this is what we are interested in in our job, technically, there is a big issue. Uh, I'm not talking about the volumes, what, who can give more and at what price, etc. Technically, uh, there is a big dilemma between the LNG and the uh, offshore pipelines. And this is where uh, we are working a lot as, uh, because of the East Med. Uh, the East Med, uh, it is a project uh, uh, to bring from, uh, from Israel and Cyprus, uh, to bring gas uh, through Crete in Peloponnesus, uh, and northwestern Greece, and then, uh, and then Italy. So, uh, first of all, the question is, uh, is it cost effective? or uh, the LNG that becomes more and more important uh, will be a solution. So uh, when we're talking about LNG, uh, we may have the LNG provided by uh, liquefaction stations in the Mediterranean, that there's not a lot. We have only two in, uh, in, uh, in Egypt, Damietta and Idku, uh, or LNG coming from somewhere else. Uh, now uh, we have the uh, LNG that uh, can be provided by US, Louisiana side, because uh, it costs much, much less to produce the shale gas there. And then when you put over the transportation cost, it can be competitive to gas that was, uh, uh, that was uh, supplied uh, until now uh, by, uh, by Russia by the, the north-south direction, as I was saying. So it is this kind, this kind of strategic decisions that, uh, that uh, Europe uh, uh, takes. And uh, for me, I'm not sure that uh, LNG may not have some surprises, because uh, uh, if there are difficulties on the price, and if uh, the competitors can uh, lower the price, 
then LNG is not economical. And uh, this is why it is important that Europe has its own routes also prepared uh, so that they are not uh, in front of uh, problems of uh, missing energy, especially don't forget Europe, um, I mean, Western and Northern Europe, don't forget that uh, we are, um, we are uh, very old in the terms that uh, uh, the birth rate is low and uh, we like comfort because it is very rich. It is good that we have other alternatives, so three baskets. How often do you usually participate in events, international events or industry events yourself? A lot. Uh, I was alone when I arrived to do that and I came from abroad. Uh, and um, it, it is not only to set up a small team, uh, you have to go outside and talk because if not, nobody knows you. The solution for a country like Greece, it is not uh, to um, organize a bid round and uh, 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 make that public uh, through the, um, I would say, the official uh, routes. Uh, you have to go and talk to companies. There is an important commercial part on this job and you can do that if you talk, if you speak the same language with the guys, you are the other side. And when the other side is the industry, you have to talk the industry language. Okay, and while attending events, how often do you succeed? did you succeed to find some partners or potential, um, potential uh, partner companies for the In future? In the events, you maintain the contacts. Yeah. Uh, the contacts, you have to know the environment, so the contacts, you have them from before, from your life. Uh, you create new contacts. So this is why I say you maintain, you keep alive the environment. Uh, so this is why the event, and then the events allow to, um, uh, allow to present, uh, present the evolution of the company. So you saw that you're alive and, and, and everybody, everybody says, uh, or at least this is what we try to, to show, uh, says that, uh, well, it is, uh, it is uh, a proactive company. They go out, they talk, they explain, they sell. If you don't sell something, you will never buy it. In general, your main idea to come to the event is to present yourself, yes, and attract more interest to the discoveries you are approaching now, Emirates. And what else? Or oh, to maintain the interest, because, you know, this business for a country, but for the other side, the private sector, eh? Uh, it is, as we said, something that will last 10, 15 years. So it means that uh, you may have, uh, during the exploration, you may have change of ownership. You may have a company, they want to reduce their percentage because they have other priorities and they prefer to go somewhere else. So this company will do a farm out. Someone else will come, another company will do a farm in. Um, they, they organize their data rooms, so the one will show to the other one why it is so good and why they want to live or let part. So um, there is a change in the ownership, so it will be a change in the strategy, a change on the steps to follow intermediate steps, and so uh, will be a change in the approach we have as also in the way that we follow the commitments of the consortium. And this is why we have to be present all the time, because we know that uh, 
in the 10 years life of the initial exploration and first production life of, of a project, a lot of things will change, new actors will come, previous act actors will leave, and uh, if we are not all the time in the game, we will have to respond to surprises. We don't want to have surprises. Mm -hmm. So we have to be all the time in the game. We go to another part, Yanis, Ooh. which is Blitz. Okay, mm -hmm. are you ready? So Blitz is uh, short answers from you. Just tell me what you think, okay? So in general, we do that. We turn the uh, the chairs the other side, and we are uh, shoulder to shoulder. No? no, no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> it's too much time to redo the setup. Okay, so what stresses you out the most? Bureaucracy. Why? Because uh, you spend time and you don't produce, and uh, and you have to rebuild things. At what age do you want to retire? Never. Never? <laughs> okay. What is the most interesting building you have ever seen in your life? Yeah, this is tricky. Did you visit Jerusalem? Yes. The Golgotha. Oh. It's a building. When these, these um, steps um, drive you, how many? Maybe 20, not even. Uh, drive you on the, uh, on the Golgotha rock, which is so small. Uh, that was uh, unbelievable. This is, it is not Eiffel Tower, it is not Empire State Building, it is not, uh, no, 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 no. Good. I, I found myself strange. If you will have, uh, right now, stop your life and you have an opportunity to make it a brand new one, what life would it be? Mm, maybe cooking. Cooking? Yeah. Why, you love cooking? Oh, it is chemistry and taste. Okay, and what is the most boring sport according to you? Golf. What trend in upstream do you want to maintain? Uh, the water depth uh, is the key for the next, uh, as I told you, 30 years because, um, because gas will become very important. And uh, I follow a lot the technology evolution for, for that. Yanis, whom do you want to pass on this interview opportunity? Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that uh, Saipem uh, is, uh, is a great company with a lot of technology, a lot of presence in the, um, in the Southeast Mediterranean. Uh, they assisted oil and gas companies on big discoveries. Okay, and who exactly from Saipem? Um, uh, Mr. Paolo Carrera, uh, who is uh, a man from the managing part of the company, and uh, I think uh, that uh, I had the opportunity to meet him and work a little bit with him uh, uh, in the last six months. And what kind of question do you want me to ask him? How many uh, drilling vessels they will have in the next uh, couple of years in the Southeast Mediterranean? Because we had the opportunity to visit one of those, a huge one. The name is Carabeo 9. We were in uh, Limassol. We spent one day and it is an island, it does not move. You put your pencil like that and the pencil will not move, will stay like that. It is unbelievable. Perfect. Thank you. Good, thank you so much.